Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Welcome back, film fans and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I'm screwing it up. I'm going to redo that. We're going to keep that one. Let's just keep going. It's up to you. You're the one that's going to sound like a doofus. Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, across the internet, Drew Douglas. You know, after, what, 100-plus episodes, I I always laugh at that. And I've gotten to the point, honestly, where I'm a little jealous that you get to do that every week. (laughs) So my birthday... You should do it. I should do it one day. My birthday's in a couple days. I should be able to do that maybe next pod. Just throw it. I think I've done it before, though, right? Yeah, actually. I'm trying to remember. We've done it together, and I think I've done it once by myself. But What was the the duet, more or less, when it was both of us? I feel like it played into the movie that we were covering. I don't think it was. For some reason, the Sandler film stands out, but who knows? (laughs) If anybody wants to take the time to... Listen to every one of our episodes to figure that out. Do that, and we'll give you a good prize. Loves. First and foremost, this is a new month, bringing us to the May Pickums. That is where Drew and I will talk about our three most anticipated movies, TV shows, music, games, anything in the realm of pop culture. And we're going to share our love with you, and we're going to talk a little bit about those picks. We will also talk about the brand new Michael B. Jordan, Amazon Prime movie, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. You know, they should have titled this Michael B. Jordan's Without Remorse. And we will- <laughs> He didn't write it. <laughs> I know, but just for, just for the heck of it, just because it's Michael B. Jordan in the freaking lead role. I do love the poster for this, by the way. Um, that doesn't give away- Really? Any. Which one? It's the one that they the have- one of him just- Yeah, him just staring into the camera. I love the, the really? two different lights. Yeah, it's almost like- Kong or Godzilla versus Kong, but it's just Michael B. Jordan mm. versus the world. It's I have not amazing. liked any, really any, I like the trailers, but any of the posters and stuff have not looked good to me. It, it's, it's like a throwback. That's the way I'm seeing it. It's like a, almost a, a 90s throwback poster in the images. So that's kind of been, I don't know, maybe it's the nostalgia playing into this because we'll get into it with the movie. However, with the images that we're seeing, it's not, it does seem a little dated and just kind of blah. It actually reminds me a lot too of the old original PlayStation Tom Clancy games, like Rainbow Six and just like the font and stuff like that. And we are going to finish this podcast episode on one of our favorites. That is the Rotten Tomatoes game in which we will talk about two new movies coming out on May 14th, that weekend of May 14th. So we've got a lot to cover. 
let's go ahead and dive right into it because I have to say, May is definitely leading into that kind of summer month with the or summer season with uh, big movies coming out, not only in the theater, but also with streaming, which is crazy to think what all we have to look forward to. May's going to be a good month. Numero three, new music from Weezer. I need some of that. It's just what I need. called Van Weezer comes out May 7th. It's the band's 15th album. I had no idea. And it gets me excited because uh, this is the one that was supposed to come out last May and then the pandemic hit and they had to postpone this huge tour with, I think, Green Day and Fall Out Boy. They have compared this new album to their album, Maladroit, which is top tier Weezer for me. And they say it's inspired by 70s and 80s rock bands like Kiss, Black Sabbath, Metallica, and Van Halen. That's awesome. I had no idea that they were releasing this. They just crank out music nonstop. Um, they had two albums in 2019, two here in 2021. I, it's interesting because, you know, bands, you, you typically hear people talk about groups or artists where it's the before they hit a period of time. It's almost kind of like they're part one and then their part two, and then it's their early stages, and then their later stages. Weezer seems to have multiple phases where you can kind of lump them in to these groups of just the style that really inspires them. They, they really kind of fundamentally shaped the music that I listened to because the, the Blue Album, which came out in 1994, I was in the third grade. That's the first album I ever purchased. Oh. That and, and Green Day's Dookie. So those... <sighs> This band like means a lot to me, and I'm not saying everything that they put out is great. They put out some duds. They have some really bad songs, but as a whole, I still like the the bulk of what they do. Mm, and I, yeah. I really like they put out Okay Human earlier this year. I think that's really good. Uh, the Black Album was in 2019. I think that's underrated Weezer, and that's top tier Weezer for me. That's cool. Those those guys are awesome. Just in terms of it seems like they have a lot of fun and you can just feel it in their music. I'm, I'm a huge fan too of their red album. I really like that. That one. Yeah. It's got some really good tracks. It's uh, probably not a favorite of mine. It's, I remember when it came out, I was like, mm, felt okay about it. But then I kept listening to it whenever I go pump and it was so good. It was so good yeah. to run to a few of those songs. Um, yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's like Ratitude and Hurley. That's kind of like that's not good Weezer for me. Oh, I think those I think those albums are pretty bad. But um, I I love the I uh, album artwork for Ratitude. By the way, with the dog jumping over the couch, and it's like this giant dog. For some reason, I always think of that, and that's like the most that I think of when I think of that album. <laughs> I mean, how absurd is it that Hurley has the, the album's covers literally of actor Jorge Garcia from Lost. <laughs> yeah. Who That's played Hugo I- Reyes, <laughs> a.k.a. Hurley. It's just like the dumbest thing imaginable. But what it like, they thought it was funny. They're going to do it. There's got to be a reason they did that. I, I don't know what it is. Man, that's so good. That's the best thing about that album. 
Yeah, that one's not good. I, I don't like that one. Were you a fan of their, was it their, uh, uh, right before the Black Album came out, and I want to say it was like the death of heavy metal or something like that? It was like, wasn't it like a side project of Rivers or something? Yeah. And I can't remember now, but I never listened to that album. And I, I remember listening to like a few seconds of a song i'm like this is so different and weird and i don't know what to think about it but i've i've always been curious but not gutsy enough to listen to it for some reason i i like spotify has like the this is blank playlist and it's you know whatever artist you want i i love downloading those and that's what i crank out a lot of the times is just listening to them on shuffle a huge playlist of 100 plus songs and you kind of soak up every album, which is, which is nice. That's yeah. I, you know, with, and it's just something too, about listening to Weezer puts me in a good mood. Talking about Weezer right now is putting me in an even better mood. Do you like the teal? So the, before the black, the black album came out in 2019, they also did the teal album, which is covers of a number of different artists like Toto and tears for fears, black Sabbath. Do you like that one? Eh, yeah, so that's not what I listen to a lot, but there are songs on there that I that I enjoy. Yeah, it's it's not a, a an album that I go to and listen to a lot. When it first came out, I was putting that on loop, mainly just because it hit the nostalgia feels that I was looking for at the time. Enjoyed it, I would say, but it doesn't have much replay value for me, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Not anymore. It did when it first came out, but now I'm like, yeah, I guess if I want those, I'll just go and listen to the original songs. But if they did that in, like, say, a concert, I feel like I would feel very different about it. Well, you but, know, if they started the intro for Africa, people are going to lose their crap. Oh. <laughs> like, it's going to be a crowd favorite. Yeah. I feel like that's the album to release now where it's like, you know, reopening of businesses and People are getting out more, and whenever they start doing concerts again, that'd be great. Speaking of concerts and Weezer, did you know that they had a boat cruise mm-hmm. like 10 years ago or something like that? Yeah, that's like a trend. I, I, I can think of several bands that do that, and it's weird to me. I feel like if you're in a band and you're doing that, you're doing that because you... One, it's just like an easy way to sleep with women, right? I think oh. that's the number one reason is... <laughs> They're like, we're going to have all these hotties on a boat and we're just going to smash. You know, <laughs> I'm being <It's, laughs> completely serious too. Yeah, I never, I never, I never thought of that, but that, that totally makes sense because I remember talking to several friends who were like, oh, I totally do that. I love Weezer so much. Like, and you get to hang out with the band and Weezer's not, and I say this thing, Weezer's not a band that's going to get on a boat and start smashing. I just don't see those guys doing it. (laughs) But if you're 311 or Sugar Ray or something, you're going to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a very good point. Then again, what if Weezer's just like this Charlie Sheen of bands, basically, Mm. where they just go nuts? I mean, I hope not. I haven't really heard anything bad about any of those dudes. I think they're all pretty chill. Yeah. Have you ever not to spend four hours on a Weezer? Oh, but they had this video on YouTube that I watched, and it was it was Rivers breaking down how he writes songs, and he basically 
has a database of just random lyrics and like pieces of music. And he will write and then be like, what rhymes with this? And just like search his database and like piece together a song using it. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) That's kind of cool, but also not how I expected him to write. (laughs) Well, my number three pick is a movie that has been pushed back and delayed month after month after month for an entire year, starting last April. And it is finally now coming out in just a few weeks. And that is A Quiet Place 2. It's coming out in... That's this month? Yeah, that's coming out in theaters on May 28th. It's now bumped up. It originally was scheduled for deeper into the summer season, but they wanted to release it earlier. And I kind of wonder if it was just due to the fact that they are wanting to test the waters and think, well, maybe this is a good movie to test the waters with even more. Or maybe they're feeling confident that it doesn't need to make buku bucks for this type of movie that it is. I don't know. Regardless, I am mostly excited, not for Emily Blunt, but I do love Emily Blunt. Or Mr. I know what you're going to say. Mr. Krasinski. But I am most excited about seeing Killian Murphy in a freaking beard running around threatening kids and... <laughs> Putting them, locking them up like John Goodman in Cloverfield Lane. I'm pumped for this. It's the only reason to see this movie because the first movie sucked. I I always forget that you hated that movie. It's so funny that. Well, hate's a little extreme. I just don't (laughs) think it's good. It's not a good movie. And I didn't even know this was not even out yet. I hadn't even thought about the sequel. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I haven't thought a lot about this movie. And maybe that's a good thing because I, I'll, I'll say this. Before we started recording, we were talking about seeing so many movies recently that are like good, but like it's not something that you're talking about over an extended period of time. It's not like you're bringing up a movie or, you know, an exception, like say WandaVision. I feel like that was the true like standout star where you're wanting to talk about it more mainly due to the theories. But then we had the fart ending that it ended up being that it was kind of like a, it fell flat. But in terms of like movies though, and I don't think this is going to be it. Let me preface that. I don't think quiet place two or part two is going to be a movie that we're going to be talking long about, but it could be. In, you know, they may end up having some crazy ending or something that happens in a story. But I'm just, I'm so excited to see Killian Murphy on screen again. And I don't know, like, this is one of those movies that I'm, I don't really need to go to a theater to see it. Because when I saw the first movie, I thought, like, it was cool. But it also made me feel kind of awkward wanting to eat popcorn while watching it. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm trying to enjoy a snack, but you guys are telling me to be quiet. What do you want me to do? (laughs) It was cool. It was cool for that reason. But I'm kind of wanting to get this movie and watch it with my family because, and if something about the first movie that like my entire family loved, like my sister, my mom, and my dad. And it's like, I'm curious to, oh, and and my my brother-in-law as well. Like they all loved it. And I, I liked it. It was like a, a highlight 
Um, and it was cool to see various things uh, like how they used audio and whatnot. But it was with this movie, I would be more tempted to just get it on demand and watch it with my family at home. And I would like to see it on a big screen, but if it didn't happen, do taking that option for me would be maybe, you know, my, you could say what I would rather do. That'd be my preference over going to see it in a movie theater, which is interesting, but this movie is coming out in theaters on May 28th. So do you think that you'll see this movie whenever it comes to video no. on demand? Hell oh, on VOD. Um, yeah. I, I would imagine at some point, I, it's not going to be anytime soon. I have, I have no desire. Oh. Uh, number two for me, it's a TV series on Apple Plus, May 7th, another May 7th release. It's uh, season two of Mythic Quest. If you've never seen it, it's a workplace comedy set in a video game studio that produces a massively popular online role-playing game. It was created by Charlie Day, Megan Gans, and Rob McElhaney. Uh, he plays Mac on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he stars in this show. And he's my new workout icon. Jacked Mac. Dude is in, dude is in great shape, and he's 44. Inspiration that you can have an awesome hard body in your 40s. Have you yeah. ever watched this show? Did you watch season one? No, and I remember you talked about it, and I honestly forgot all about it. And then I've while just searching IMDb and getting online to a couple of sites, I've seen just a still of season two and it has kind of interested me. I noticed as I rewatched season one and they have, so they have season one, they did two specials in between season one and two. Um, and I was just kind of pleasantly surprised about how the show gradually kind of started to dip in community territory where they're doing these themed episodes and really, I would say flexing their creative muscles in ways that you wouldn't normally expect. Hmm. I think season one is nine episodes. The fifth episode is like a flashback episode that really doesn't have a huge connection to the present day story, but is so smartly done and it'll, it'll blow you away. Just go in completely unaware of what's going to happen. And that episode will stand out as just like, wow, they are taking a pretty simple concept of this workplace comedy and then expanding it in ways that you just will not expect. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give it a go because it sounds unique enough that it's different from all the other workplace comedies, but I dig that. And especially the creative crew behind it. So I also have a TV show that is my number two pick. But it's a Netflix release, a Netflix original from the, I'm not going to say from the mind of, but it is coming from the oversight of David Fincher. On May 14th is season two, or rather volume two of Love, Death, Robots. Have you seen oh, this show? Okay. Uh, I saw some scattered episodes in season one because some of them are really short, which mm -hmm. I'm all about. I haven't seen some of the longer episodes. It's not something I probably will ever finish. Did you like what you saw or not really? Yeah, that's fine. It, it, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It was, it was I, apparently not. It wasn't enough for me to go back and oh. <laughs> watch the ones I didn't watch. I had no idea this was coming out 
in May. And then I saw a trailer for it online. And I went through season one, or volume one rather, and it's an anthology series that tells a sci-fi story from a different animation in each episode. So you get something totally different, you get different voice actors. Every single episode is, I would say, pretty short. I mean, some episodes are like three minutes, four minutes, something like that. And then some episodes are a little bit longer, um, what you would think of like a standard short film length. But this is, to me, fascinating because they had some stories that, in my opinion, it became kind of like an animated Twilight Zone. But it was, it's, it's very graphic. It's very vulgar. And if that's your thing and you want to see kind of a, a dark animated series and it's an anthology series that asks some pretty interesting questions and kind of what if stories, this is your thing. Uh, this, this could be your thing. I really enjoyed volume one while like halfway through, I thought, man, I just wish and hope that they'll end up releasing more of these because I really dug what they were doing. And I am really excited about this because it allowed me to watch all episodes at my own pace. And normally I would end up like if I had a really long or stressful day, I'd end up putting on a few episodes or I'd just let it play out. Like normally I, while watching volume one, I play it out while eating lunch or dinner and like, catch as many episodes as I want, but like sometimes it'd be like five or six and other times it'd just be like two, but it was different enough and unique that I wanted more and I'm pumped that we're getting more and we are on May 14th on Netflix. But your number one pick is an obvious Netflix release. I mean, I if assume- it's not your, yeah, if it's not your number one pick, oh. then something's wrong. <laughs> It's the new film from the almighty Zack Snyder. It's called oh. Army of the Dead. <laughs> it comes out May 21st on Netflix. Netflix. Whoops. May 21st on Netflix. It's uh, Snyder's first zombie film since 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Unless you count Dead Superman and Justice League. Uh, the plot follows a zombie after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. A group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. One awesome note, and this is on the Netflix page for this film, so I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Two hours, 28 minutes long. Woo, boy. That's good. That's solid. And that's short. I I know, I was going to say, we're going to get an ultimate cut. That's three and a half hours long (laughs) at some point. And we're going to get so many zombies. Um, This is also my number one. All right, thank God. Yeah. Because this looks like so much fun and it looks like the perfect movie to see right now. I don't, we, we're getting so many movies that it's like, I keep saying this. It's probably like to all you listeners out there, it's like, you're beating a dead horse, leave it alone. I, every single week, I'm talking about getting some movie, some TV show that's like, oh, it's so fitting right now. But this, I'm just ready to see Dave Batista blast some zombies' heads and, run in Vegas that's desolate and demolished. I can't promise this is going to be any good. I think oh. it's going to be pretty dope. If we want to go back to our Rotten Tomatoes game predictions for this film, you predicted 18%. <laughs> I said 68%. <laughs> you you are just banking on this being 
really a piece of crap. Oh. But I, I have faith that this is going to be a lot of fun. I really hope this is going to be much better than that. I think even if critics hate it, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like this could be a lot of fun. Um, at least let's hope so because we are getting two other spinoffs or well, other projects that are attached to this after the fact. So we're getting a prequel, I think. Um, yeah, and that- they did a prequel in like a anime film or something. And I, the prequel's already been shot apparently. Well, now, so the prequel is of the anime, the animated uh, film about like oh, really? Vegas. Okay. But then the spinoff is about the guy who is the one who's in charge of the height. Well, the, the was it the crack or the code cracker or whatever with he's the, the safe cracker. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, he's German. And that's what you're talking about is already shot. Uh, yes, from what I from what I've read. Hmm. Interesting. It don't matter. They're expanding the universe. I'm all in. Yeah. And this movie's gonna rule. Have you seen the second trailer? By the way, the actual official trailer. Yeah. I've watched the teaser and the official trailer a hundred times. Do you like the official trailer more than the uh, teaser? Uh, a human being grilling up burgers has never looked this sexy until Zack Snyder <laughs> got behind the camera because the opening shots of him, Batista, you know, doing that in the diner, it's just, he shoots a movie so well. I can't, I just, and one thing that's awesome about this film, Snyder's his own DP for the first time. Mm. So we're getting, we're, we're looking through Snyder's lens, his eyeballs, my friend. And uh, I know people listening that hate Snyder are going to roll their eyes, but the dude rules. Let's face it, especially the extended or, or the, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League on HBO Max. Now, that final scene, I want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, that was shot by him and it was shot during the pandemic. I'm curious to see if a lot of that style bleeds or, or the Army of the Dead style bleeds into that or vice versa because what we're seeing of Army of the Dead to me says yes. And I wonder if it's going to be a lot of handheld kind of shaky cam, but that adds my anticipation or, or hypes up my anticipation for Army of the Dead just because we are getting DP Zack Snyder. I think that's really cool. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that will end up looking overall. So let's move on now to our movie that we're talking about. And that is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. This is a movie that tells the story of an elite Navy SEAL played by the one and only Michael B. Jordan, who uncovers an international conspiracy while seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife and the explosive origin story of action hero John Clark, one of the most popular characters and author Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan universe. That comes to us from the official description of the movie on Amazon Prime. Now, this movie stars, as I said, Michael B. Jordan. It also has Jodie Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, and Guy Pearce. It's kind of fun seeing Guy Pearce, or not. I'm not sure. I'm curious to see what you think about that. Um, this was written by... Taylor Sheridan, who's one of your favorite writers right now, screenwriters. Wouldn't you say so? I, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite, but I do enjoy his work, yeah. 
well, maybe after this, that knocked him down a few notches. And then he is sharing writing credits with Will Staples, and it's directed by Stefano Salama. This is an action movie that we were pumped about. This was on our picks before for both of us of last month. And let's do a loves hates on this. It pains me, but I'm gonna to have to say hates, not a oh. good movie. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. It's a hates. And I think a lot of it is just because of kind of how unmemorable it will be in the long run. Like while watching this, I was, or before turning on, I was really hoping that we'd end up getting like a modern day man on fire. We did not. But this movie was just, it was okay. Um, I will say of the string of movies that have come out recently, this follows and suit. I think with, however, it hitting the feels that I was looking for, I really want an action movie. And maybe it's because I was getting, trying to get my adrenaline amped up for a 102-mile bike ride that was canceled. So all I had to look forward to was without remorse. And sadly, it disappointed a little bit. Now, I wanted to ask you, though, talking about this, where's like your replay value for this movie? Is it high, low? It's pretty low. You say it's, unme- it's, it's, it's uh, unmemorable and it's unmemorable in the moment. Like, yeah, this movie's not shot terribly, but it doesn't have anything that necessarily caught my eye. It has quite a few action sequences, but none of them are that engaging. Mm-hmm. And those trailers for this were like really cool. I was, I was expecting just like some, you know, the movie might not be good, but the action itself can entertain you enough for two hours. Uh, the movie hinges on the fact that his wife is killed. She gets killed within the first 10 minutes. We don't know who she is. There's no emotional connective tissue for us to really care about him on this rampage, which I think is a huge issue. I was just like, mm. I don't know. Like it, it sucks your wife died, but I have no connection to her. But the seeds are there for, I think, a, an interesting action franchise. I think Michael B. Jordan is good. But this film is not necessarily a good start. And then also, spoiler alert, as we talk about this film, uh, Guy Pierce is in this film. I told a friend, I'm expecting him, or maybe, was it you? I said, I expect him to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's the most obvious twist you've ever seen where somebody in the CIA, I think he was a CIA person, is yeah. the one pulling the strings and is actually the bad guy. How many we've seen that 237 if you've seen two films you've already seen the ending is not going to blindside you. Yeah. I just don't understand we've this movie's been in development for 20 plus years nearly. We, we couldn't have come up with something better. Mhm. I I agree with all of what you said and I was really hoping that it would end up turning a point but it just never did. I don't even know like with this i mean i want to see more of michael b jordan and movies like this but just not this and i can't really say it's going to get me hyped for the next one now he he is not being blamed for why this film doesn't work by most people i'm going to go as far as to say he's not bad i don't think he's great in this necessarily he's yeah. not he's not uh the next action hero John Clark is not going to be the next 
Because I think of John Wick, like that comes out and immediately Keanu has put that character in the pantheon of greatest action heroes of all time. Yeah. This is nowhere close to that. And you could argue, like you you, you just said, who cares about a sequel at this point? I don't think you've done enough to to earn me spending millions of dollars on a second film. If we could get another action movie, like different story, different characters, but have Michael B. Jordan, I think I think he could be pretty awesome, but it's just not this. And that is kind of what I, I think, like maybe more of an original story. Like if they had something that's not based on anything previous, I would love to see that. And let's see what Michael B. Jordan can deliver on. Uh, this, it's interesting too, because I was wondering if this would make me want to watch the Jack Ryan series that's on Amazon as well with Krasinski. And it does that. Like I, and I know that it's totally different, but I just don't have any desire to really get invested in this universe after seeing this movie. I think it's interesting. This was supposed to come out this past September and Paramount was going to release it. They withheld it because of COVID, delayed it. It got bounced around and then um, Amazon, you know, bought the rise for Prime. I, I think that makes sense now knowing, I, I think they Paramount maybe knew what they had mm. and they knew they probably wouldn't recoup the money that it cost to make this film, which was, uh, I don't know how much it cost. Well, and I kind of wonder if we're seeing a lot of these movies, which I would call this to be a mid-tier movie, that it is not going to make its way in theaters, but rather it's going to be um, just dropped on uh, streaming. I kind of wonder if we'll end up seeing more and more of these movies like this, and it won't really make much of a splash because of that reason. You know what this movie's missing, and it could be too reminiscent of what we've seen in Rocky and Creed, but his wife is murdered. He's shot pretty bad near death. This movie, and I'm being serious here, it, it it's missing, and this wouldn't improve the film dramatically, but it is missing a montage of him recuperating, getting stronger, to get ready to go on that path of revenge. Yeah. I expected that to happen, because in the preview, you see him, he's swimming, he's trying to build his strength back up. I could have used a pretty dope montage with some good music. And uh, and then he just goes out on just like this murderous tear. <laughs> <laughs> and he d- he sadly doesn't do it. Did you stay, by the way, for the end credit, the mid-credit scene? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I want to make sure you saw that. I've so that didn't it. get you excited whatsoever for a potential Rainbow Six film. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, I won't, I won't say that it didn't get me hyped, but it's, I'm right in the middle. Like it, I guess maybe it's the fact of this movie hitting where it hit. That's why I felt that way. But did you, were you more excited for the follow-up? It's just that feeling of, you know, if we get it, we get it. That's kind of cool. If it never happens, I'm not going to care. And that's, it's frustrating because we were super hyped for this film. One of our favorite things to do on Quality Check is games. And we're going to talk about the Rotten Tomatoes game and two movies specifically that are coming out on the weekend of May 14th. We've got a movie coming out in theaters and then we've got an HBO Max 
uh, in theater and HBO Max day and date release. And those two movies are Spiral from the Book of Saw and Those Who Wish Me Dead. And speaking of that movie, Taylor Sheridan also wrote that movie. And I... He directed it too. Yeah. uh, he uh, Both of those. So he's got double billing. Makes me a little worried for that movie, to be honest. But I have to say, uh, that preview does not look good. Um, well, yeah, what's interesting is the new previews for both Spiral and Those Who Wish Me Dead, I don't think either look good. Yeah. Well, you know what? Those Who Wish Me Dead, I actually think that looks fun. That looks, that's kind of like, uh, let's just hang loose and just go violent. That's what that <laughs> looks like to me. That What, what I expected from, from without remorse. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, you know, I, I still can't seem to get that excited about it but i am i'm willing to give it a shot but nonetheless let's go ahead and dive into this so let's begin with spiral from the book of saw and predict what critics will the consensus of critics on rotten tomatoes will be whenever this movie comes out what are you expecting the score will be for spiral from the book of saw can we backtrack real quick yeah because I don't think we addressed this. We did this for Without Remorse a month or so ago. Um, you predicted 90%. I said 77. The Rotten Tomato score for Without Remorse is 44%. So I Ooh. win that one. Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, there's been eight films. This is numero nine. This is in order Rotten Tomatoes score. So starting with Saw 1, 50%, 36%. 19%. So the first five films, it literally drops every single time. Then it shoots up to 39%, back down to 10% for the final chapter. And then Jigsaw, 33%. So none of these films have ever gotten above 50%. With that being said, I'm saying Spiral from the Book of Saw, 54%. Oh, wow. I I think I might be lowballing it. I think critics are going to be intrigued by what Chris Rock does. And I still have no idea what, Mm. you know, his clever idea was 54%. Well, you have a much more optimistic view after seeing this trailer. I think it's giving an insight on how this movie will really be. And I think it's going to be King Shart because (laughs) I'm going with 29%. I mean, I love the name though. For some reason, Spiral from the Book of Saw. It is cool. It's the idea, at least what we've, what, when we first saw the trailer, I was in. Like, I thought this could be a fun new take on Saw from the mind of Chris Rock. And after seeing the second trailer, I'm like, oh, maybe that was just like a good, the job of a good trailer where yeah. it gets you excited and interested. And this second trailer reveals more of what we can expect. And I'm expecting it to be bad. It's just, to me, the writing on the wall is bad. Now, I, I'm, hoping, I, I, I'm hoping it's good, but I'm I worried. haven't seen, I don't think any of these from four on. My concern with this is you bring in fresh blood. It's Chris Rock. He's got a good idea, apparently. 
you the director is Darren Lynn Bozeman, who I think has done mm. every one of these movies from two on. Why not bring in somebody with a, a different vision mm-hmm. along with Chris Rock? That's my big concern. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see this being one of the worst films of the year, but I'm still going to say 54%. <laughs> Movie numero two, Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie. Written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. I, I'm going to lock in 67%. Oh, wow. I mean, this could be a sneak, a sneak. This could be what Without Remorse could have been. I'm expecting her to kill some people, but I'm expecting her to also, um, I'm not going to say kill this movie, but Ooh. not help in bringing it up because there's something about this story. It seems kind of okay, but it seems too much like a, say an HBO Max original rather than Ooh. a Warner Brothers film that is going to follow the day and date release. It just, it doesn't look good from the graphics to the story to nothing seems to be hooking me. I, I saw this movie or watched this trailer twice to try to get more excited. And I couldn't, and it made me sad because- <laughs> Well, what are you giving it? Uh, that's why I'm going with a- 45%. Oh, that's not too crazy, Ben. Yeah, but it could be a lot better. <laughs> well, yeah. I will say the trailer that has been released, it makes me, I would say, the least excited of any of the movies that have come out on HBO Max to date for this year. It's mm. at the bottom. I mean, Mortal Kombat blows. There's, nothing, there's, <laughs> there's nothing topping that. I can't wait for us to talk about it. And you're like, I actually like Mortal Kombat better than this movie. One thing too, cast has Tyler Perry and John Bernthal. Keep forgetting about Johnny B and Johnny B is going to help bring it up, but it's not going to be enough to say that. I'm a little worried. That's all I'll say about both of these movies. And I think critics will will end up uh, crapping on both of them. Jeez. Yeah. Well... I think that's going to do it for us this time, <laughs> film fans and pop culture what? fans. Ending, ending, ending what on that What a way note. to end it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we just get, we have to end it somehow. So that is going to wrap it up. Uh, all I can say is until next time, keep watching. Keep watching.